Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the running back position for week four of the NFL season. So I'm going to be breaking down all 16 matchups, talking about all the fantasy relevant running backs, and then labeling them as a start or a sit. So basically, do I feel comfortable with them in my starting lineup this week? I'm going to have thumbnails for every matchup down below. So if you guys kind of just want to jump around to certain players, certain games, you guys can do that 100%. That's totally fine. But I do think it would be helpful to watch the entire thing because these are going to be players you're playing against, maybe trading for guys on the waiver wire. So the information will still be helpful. And then while you're watching this, if you're enjoying the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be start sit questions, waiver wire advice, trade advice, anything fantasy football related, drop that question down below and I'll be responding to every single comment. But let's get into the first matchup, Thursday night football. We have the Jaguars traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. And I'm gonna list James Robinson as a start. He's someone that I listed as a sit last week. I just do not have a lot of faith in this Jaguars offense, and I still don't. You know, he's not someone that I would love to have in my starting lineup. He's probably a borderline RB2 at best. You know, he's probably somewhere in that like RB28 to RB22 range. He's someone that I think you should be selling high on if you can. But, you know, there just aren't that many running backs in the NFL who have the workload that James Robinson could have. It does look like he's starting to fade Carlos Hyde out of the offense, which is definitely nice to see. And that is why I have Carlos Hyde here listed as a sit. You know, it looked like week one, Urban was going to have him very involved, but it really just seems like James Robinson has kind of won that workhorse role. And then for the Bengals, this is a no-brainer. Joe Mixon has got to be in your starting lineup. His workload to start the season has been absurd, and I think he's just going to continue on here in week four. Moving on to Sunday, it's the Titans taking on the Jets, and 100% Derrick Henry has to be in your lineup. He's been producing like his normal self, except for the fact that he's also getting involved in the receiving game, which really just elevates his floor and his overall ceiling. So you love to see that out of Derrick Henry. And then for this Jets team, I'm going to be sitting Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. Those two guys have kind of established themselves as the RB1 and RB2 out of that offense, but I'm still just not interested in a two-headed committee on an offense that I do not trust. So they will not be seeing my lineups this week. Then we're on to the Chiefs traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has got to be in your lineup. You know, he may not have the ceiling or floor that we were expecting coming into this season, but he is still a very solid running back to have in your lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting his backup, Daryl Williams. He's just not going to be getting enough work on a consistent basis. Then we're on to this Eagles team who really just had a lackluster Monday night football performance. Miles Sanders recorded only two carries. That is absurd. That is awful play calling. There's no way they're going to run that back again on Sunday. So I think he should still be a start. He was involved in the receiving game. And I know Kenneth Gainwell got a lot of the touches down the stretch. But I mean, that game script is just not something you're going to expect, you know, on a week to week basis. Plus, I think we kind of know that Gainwell is like the clear kind of third and long back. So it makes sense. But Gainwell is going to be on the bench. I just don't think he's going to be getting enough overall work. He could continue to get more and more involved, but for now, it's going to be Sanders as a start and Gainwell on the bench. Then we have the Panthers traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. And with Christian McCaffrey out, Chuba Hubbard has got to be in the lineup. 
they showed, you know, on Thursday Night Football Week 3 that he was going to be the guy taking over the majority of CMC's touches. And so obviously he's not going to be an RB1 like CMC, but still someone, you know, in that low-end RB2 range. And then I'm going to be sitting at Royce Freeman, who also saw some involvement after McCaffrey went down. But like I mentioned, I think Chuba is going to be the number one, and I don't want to be playing, you know, the number two running back for the Panthers. And on the Cowboys side, Ezekiel Elliott really balled out here on Monday Night Football, put together a very nice game, looked good on the ground, got into the end zone twice, and was involved in the receiving game, which is definitely a big thing for his production. And then I'm going to be sitting Tony Pollard. You know, I do think there are specific matchups where both of these guys can be successful. I just don't know if that's this week against the Panthers. They have a very solid defense and I'd rather just keep him on my bench. The next game here is gonna be between the Giants and the Saints, and this is pretty clear cut for both teams. Saquon Barkley looks like he's almost 100% back from that ACL injury. He's getting a ton of touches, so he's the only running back that you should be starting out of that Giants backfield. And then the same thing for the Saints. Alvin Kamara is the guy. You know, Tony Jones Jr. is the number two, a nice handcuff to have, but not someone you're gonna wanna start this week. Then we're on to another stacked running back matchup here between the Browns and the Vikings. And I'm gonna have both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in my lineup. Nick Chubb has gotta be locked in every single week. And then with Kareem Hunt, I mean, the man balled out week three. You don't know ahead of time which game scripts are going to be favoring Kareem Hunt, but he's someone who has a pretty safe floor and can put together some of those massive performances as well. So I'd feel totally comfortable with him in my lineup especially as a nice flex play. And then for the Vikings, if Delvin Cook is healthy and ready to go, keep in mind he missed week three. If he's healthy, then he's locked into your lineup 100%. And if he is out, then Alexander Madison would switch from a sit, which I have him listed at now. He would then go to a start because you saw what he did in week three with Delvin Cook out. He really just took over that exact same workload and put up some massive numbers. Then we have a divisional matchup here between the Lions and the Bears. And it's always a tough call deciding between playing DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. You know, DeAndre Swift should be locked into your lineup every week. That's not the tough call. The tough call is with Jamal Williams. He went out, had a monster week one, took a big step back week two, and then had a really nice week three performance. I do have him listed here as a sit. This Bears defense has been pretty solid to start off the season. And I just think DeAndre Swift has much more of a monopoly on the receiving game, which makes him a much safer week to week option. On the Chicago Bears team, David Montgomery has really slowed down since his impressive week one performance against that tough Rams defense, but I still think he's gotta be in your lineup. I mean, that offense can't be any worse than it was week three. I mean, if it can, then I don't even know what to say. He should have a solid bounce back game against this Lions defense. You know, they're not a super tough unit, so I would like him in my starting lineup. And then in the next matchup here, it is just going to be sits across the board. It's the Texans traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. This Texans team, I think, have been sits every single week of the season. Ingram, David Johnson, and Philip Lindsay, not interested in any of them. And then for this Bills team, I could definitely see this being an interesting matchup for both Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, because you're going up against the Texans. You probably are expecting the Bills to go up by a ton very early, which means they could be running out the clock. But here's the thing, you just don't know on a week-to-week basis whether it's going to be Zach Moss or Devin Singletary getting involved. Plus, this Texans defense has actually been solid against the run game, so I would rather just be avoiding this entire game's running backs. 
The next matchup here is between the Colts and the Dolphins. On this Colts side, I'm sticking with Jonathan Taylor. You can't take him out of your lineups. I know he's at a slow start, but he should get it together, have some positive touchdown luck, and then just start putting together some nice performances. I am going to be sitting Naheem Hines, and I could totally understand the argument. You know, he's had two really solid weeks, as you know, the number two back in this offense. Personally, I just don't feel comfortable starting these receiving backs, you know, behind these workhorses, because I just don't think they can be relied upon on a week-to-week basis. You're looking at a guy like J.D. McKissick, right? Behind Antonio Gibson, he's like the third down back on that team. Week one does nothing. Week two has that really nice performance. A lot of people pick him up. Maybe you feel confident throwing him into your lineup. Then the next week he goes out, does nothing. I just don't like relying on these guys in my starting lineups because I think their overall performances are very volatile. And then for this Dolphins team, I'm going to be starting Miles Gaskin. It was really nice to see that he was still the clear top receiving back with Jacoby Brissett. We kind of have to reevaluate this entire offense now that Jacoby Brissett has taken over. That's going to apply more for the wide receivers just because we've kind of seen a full game with him. But it's nice to see that Miles Gaskin basically has the same role he had coming into the season. And then even though Malcolm Brown did get into the end zone, he's not someone I'm interested in. He's getting out carried by Miles Gaskin and has no receiving involvement. So that is not something I'm touching in my starting lineup. Then we have the Washington football team traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. For the Washington football team, I'm starting Antonio Gibson. You can't really take him out of your lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting JD McKissick. I kind of just mentioned him when I was talking about Naheem Hines. I feel the same way with these receiving backs. I'm just not going to trust it. For this Falcons team, I'm actually going to feel comfortable starting Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson. They kind of have a nice one-two punch here. It's not something that I was anticipating going into the season. You know, I thought all of those touches would be for Mike Davis. That's not how it's shaken out, but both of them have put together some really solid games. So far, Cordero Patterson has had the more monster games, but I do think it can start to even out. They're both getting carries. They're both involved in the receiving game. And this Washington football team defense has just been a major disappointment so far. So I would feel fine with them in my lineup this week. Then we have an interesting matchup here between the Seahawks and the 49ers. For the Seahawks side, I mean, this is pretty obvious. Chris Carson is in your starting lineup. The 49ers side is really where this gets interesting, and it's pretty much all up in the air right now. You know, we have injury news that we still need to see. You know, what is the status of Elijah Mitchell, Jermichael Hasty? We know Trey Sermon was basically the only healthy guy going in week three, and he was not impressive to me. So basically, if Elijah Mitchell or Jermichael Hasty are healthy, you know, fully ready to go on Sunday, then I would probably want either one of those guys as a starter and Trey Sermon as a sit. If both of those guys are out again and Trey Sermon is kind of the clear number one, then he would be like a guy that I'm not super confident in, but would probably be listing him as a start. So right now I can't make any clear decisions just because there is a lot of uncertainty. We've got the Cardinals taking on the Rams in one of the best overall games this week. And on the Cardinals side, I'm going to be starting Chase Edmonds and sitting James Conner. You know, these two guys have been a dual threat out of that backfield. You have Chase Edmonds getting a lot of the receiving work. You have James Conner getting that red zone work. That's really what I was expecting going into the season. So you kind of just have to play the matchups. For me, I think Chase Edmonds is a guy that I'd feel more comfortable starting on a week-to-week basis just because he doesn't rely on getting into the end zone. And here with James Conner, I just don't feel comfortable throwing him in here against this Rams defense. You know, he did get into the end zone twice in week three. I just don't know about it this week against that nice 
Los Angeles Rams defensive line. For this Rams team, if Daryl Henderson is healthy, then he's obviously a start. His usage has been great to start off the season. If he's out, then I would feel a lot less confident about Sony Michelle going into this game, just because I don't think he has that same monopoly over the touches that Henderson has. There are some pretty clear calls here in this next matchup between the Steelers and the Packers. Najee Harris has got to be locked into your lineup. He has a monopoly over all the touches out of that backfield. I mean, 19 targets, 14 receptions week three. That's absurd. Obviously, that's not going to carry over into week four, especially if Deontay Johnson is back. But just a running back that can command that much overall work has got to be in your lineup. And then for the Packers, Aaron Jones continues to look great. Came off that monster week two performance with another really solid week three outing. So he's got to be in there. And then I'm going to be sitting AJ Dillon. Aaron Jones just takes way too much of the work. And I just do not trust Dylan moving forward. For the Ravens Broncos game, I'm actually going to be sitting both of these Ravens running backs, Latavius Murray and Tyson Williams. You know, through two weeks, it looked like Williams was kind of the number one. Obviously, it wasn't like a clear distinction between himself and Latavius Murray. And I thought Latavius Murray was the number two. Then they go out week three. I mean, overall, the offense did not look great, especially these running backs. And I just don't feel comfortable throwing any of these guys in. It seems like they're fine using two, three, maybe even four running backs per game. And so I think we kind of just need to see how this week shakes out. Also, they're going up against a good Broncos defense. So just not a backfield I want to mess with. On the Broncos side, these two are always tough to kind of label. I ended up going with Melvin Gordon as a start and Javante Williams as a sit. Gordon is still slightly getting more work than Javante Williams. He's put together the more impressive fantasy performances. So I'm going to continue to ride with Melvin Gordon until Javante Williams can firmly take over, you know, as the RB1. It doesn't have to be like a clear workhorse role, but just until he starts, you know, out snapping Melvin Gordon, getting a few more touches. Until then, I'm going to be riding with Gordon in my starting lineup and Javante Williams on the bench. Then in probably the most anticipated game this week, Sunday Night Football, Tom Brady returns to Foxborough, and I do not trust any of these Buccaneers backs this week, Leonard Fournette, Giovanni Bernard, or Ronald Jones. Tom Brady was the leading rusher in week three. I mean, that is absurd. I do think Fournette and Ronald Jones should be more involved going into week four, but this is a very tough Patriots defense, and if they're splitting carries, I'm just not interested. Giovanni Bernard could be an interesting play. He received a ton of targets in week three, but I think a lot of that was due to the overall game script. You know, they were behind a ton in the second half. And so they were just having Fournette and Ronald Jones on the bench and using Giovanni Bernard as the receiving back. I don't think they're going to be in a similar situation this week against the Patriots. Plus, Gio is dealing with a knee injury right now. So currently, I just don't want to deal with this Buccaneers backfield. For the Patriots, I have Damian Harris listed as a start, but it is a very, very fringe start. You know, we saw James White go down, so he's no longer a player that you guys can have in your starting lineups. And for Harris, you know, this is a tough Bucks run defense. You know, the secondary has been terrible. The pass rush has been terrible for the Bucks. But the one thing that has kind of held solid is that run D. Damian Harris does not have a ton of receiving upside. So I'd be kind of concerned with Harris in my starting lineup, but he does just barely make the cut. And then we have one more game here. Monday Night Football. I'm really looking forward to this matchup as well. The Raiders traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. And on the Raiders backfield, I mean, this is still pretty up in the air. If Josh Jacobs is healthy and ready to go, 
I'd feel solid with him in my starting lineup. If he's not, then it's probably going to be Peyton Barber taking the lead out of that backfield. And I wouldn't love him as a starter, but I mean, he put together a solid week three performance. This Raiders offense as a whole just seems to be very unreliable on a week to week basis. You've basically a Derek Carr balling out every single week. And then it's a new guy in the offense who kind of goes crazy. You had Darren Waller week one, week two, it was Henry Ruggs. Then week three, it was the running backs. I'm also going to be sitting Kenyon Drake. You know, before the season, if someone said Josh Jacobs went down, you know, I would expect Kenyon Drake to be a probably mid to high end RB2. You know, in his absence, he's getting that receiving work and the work on the ground. But it really just looks like Peyton Barber comes in and almost replicates that Josh Jacobs role. So I'm still just not confident throwing Kenyon Drake into my lineup. For the Chargers, this is a no brainer. Austin Eckler has looked great. You know, since week one, when he was dealing with that injury, week two and week three, he has been fantastic and he has got to be a staple in your starting lineup. So those are all 16 week four matchups. If you guys enjoyed this video, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Also, make sure you check out my wide receiver start sits, which I'll also be posting today. And then I posted my buy low and sell high videos yesterday as well as my waiver wire targets. So go check all of that out. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.